Chat. My name is Fauna. And my name is Flora. And this is a weekly podcast where we chat about animals. Each week we will be discussing a new animal and learning more about them. We're also real-life zookeepers. I always forget to mention that, but we are. Check. I out. am. I don't know well. what you do all day. <laughs> Poser. Uh, nothing we say reflects our organizations, and all thoughts and opinions are our own. Yay. So don't hold us to anything that we say. And we could just be lying, right? What if this whole, like, at the end, and it's going to be, like, like people tune in in the middle, and they think it's real, just like um, War of the Worlds, and at the end, we're just like, oh, this was all fiction. Oh, uh, twist. We're not actually the daughters of Charles Darwin. We're the daughters of Orson Welles. Yikes. Also, bigger twist. None of these animals are real. We're all hallucinating, because we're in, like, a weird alien experiment. We're all, like, in the Matrix, plugged in. I've got at least a probe, at least one or two probes. In my butt, as do you. (laughs) We all do. We've all got a couple probes down there. Also, um, it's a good time to mention, like, let's get grimy. Let's get grimy. I think we we did it. This is our special extended intro. You guys are welcome. Hey, Flora. Yeah, that's me. Um, How's your week going? Hey, it's, it's Zookeeper Week, you guys. It's still that special time of year where there's hay and dust and poop in the air. And mm-hmm. we get free mm-hmm. stuff. And um, our Azak chapter slash someone, I don't know, zookeepers, have been organizing like little games with the zoo every day. Mm-hmm. And so the one yesterday was just like a little jar, mason jar sort of thing, filled with all different grain types. So there's like rodent block Ooh. and like primate biscuits. And you had to guess how many were in there. And That's so using game. my scientific mathematical deduction skills i just made up a number and wrote it down on a piece of paper mm-hmm. and i guessed 109 yeah and then my boss texted me today and said i won a candy bar because i won i got it <laughs> yes dude you and i are in the same wavelength i've had the exact same thing happen it's when i was in high school and i was at the orthodontist and they had like this big jar of candy canes and my mom's like why don't you guess how many candy canes are in there? You might win the prize. And I was like, I don't care about that. Because I was in high school and I was like, obviously, yes, too cool for too school. Too cool. Too cool with my braces. And so. <laughs> you can't eat candy canes. Where are you doing these candy canes, mom? And so I was like, I am too cool for that. And she was like, just do it. You might win. And so I just like flippantly wrote down 217. Popped it in the jar. I got a call the next day, and they're like, you guessed the exact number of candy canes. You want a $20 <laughs> gift certificate to your mall. <laughs> you didn't even get the candy canes? No, of course not. I was in an orthodontist office, but they gave me a $20 gift certificate to the mall. That's pretty good. It's really good. I could go buy uh, some candy well, canes I want. I want a candy bar, which is literally all they said, and they put it in my drawer. So I guess I'll see <laughs> um, when my weekend is over what I actually want. But I felt pretty proud of myself. I'm like, oh, man, I just made that up. Yeah, I'm really good at numbers. Have you guys ever seen that show on Netflix called Numbers? (laughs) I hate that show. I will never watch that show. I think we've told that anecdote, right? Have we? You guys want to hear a quick anecdote about how people think we're lesbians? (laughs) And also also the one that you've probably heard before. (laughs) So one day we were uh, chilling in the place in one of our apartments and we were in Jam Jams because we're always in Jam Jams. And our hair was, like, insane because our hair is always insane. Yep. And we were, like, binge watching something. Do you remember? 
We're watching Hemlock Grove. Hemlock that stupid Grove. show. That stupid that fucking horrible show. horrible show. show. The show that teases a threesome and then, like, fades to black and doesn't deliver. Anyway. Um, yeah, so Still we ordered. Mad. <laughs> not better. We ordered Papa John's because that's what you do. And so um, I, like, had to pee. And, like, the moment I sat down on the toilet, there's a knock at the door. Of course, it's a pizza van. So you open the door and you're, like, talking to this dweebo. And so I come out of the bathroom and Jan jams and crazy hair. And, like, the mm-hmm. moment he saw me, he was just like, oh, uh, uh, it's, like, you two guys in here? Like, you're, you're both in here? Whoa. Yeah, he, he said just, it like, really weird like that, too. Creamed his pants instantly. He wouldn't Ugh. hand you the pizza. He was holding yeah. it hostage. And yeah. then he started asking us if we've ever watched the show Numbers because it was his favorite show. Yeah. And we were just <laughs> yeah, like, no, we're watching Hemlock Grove. Can I have the pizza? Yeah, he was like, so what are you guys up to? And we're like, we're about <laughs> to eat some pizza. And he was like, oh, oh. And he looked over and he's like watching netflix huh and i was like yes can i have this and he's like oh what do you watch it i was like this show that you probably will never watch and he was like i really like to watch numbers he's like it's really good if you're into math and then he looked at both of us and he's like or not <laughs> it's just like the dumbest and the whole time he's just like holding the pizza in his like gross nerd arm oh okay cool my cats are fighting like two feet away from me two feet away does this need to happen excuse me excuse me they only do it when the microphone's on. Trying to that's get... n- that's not true. They scream at all hours and all <laughs> all, uh, yeah. all times of the day. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, but yeah, um, he wouldn't let go of this friggin' pizza. Yeah. I felt like I was playing tug of war with a goblin. Ugh, yes, he was the worst. He was the worst. But just like you know, his... we were lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> we had, had <laughs> raucous lesbian sex right up to that point, and I had to go to the bathroom to uh, tidy up. <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. That's what I should have been like. He's like, what are you guys doing? Like, watching lesbian porn and scissoring. Can we have our pizza? <laughs> Thanks. We're starving. Get out. No <laughs> metal allowed. Up such a hunger. Scissoring. <laughs> My lesbian girlfriend. Thanks. <laughs> Ew. No one scissors. I mean, that's true. <laughs> Anywho, anyway, 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 no, this uh, this last week I was walking along, doot doot doot, like about to hand some brows to one of my animals, and I literally stepped in a big old old pile of like puddle of urine and nearly did a split. Wow, <laughs> it was very very bad. And the animal that I was walking by like was startled by my sudden movement, and I was like, I'm sorry. Um, other than that, it's been pretty good. Nice. Uh, I have no updates. Great. <laughs> I will say I one other thing. Um, I don't remember anything that ever happens to me. Like maybe like two hours ago, I was sitting on my butt playing Okami, and I mm-hmm. hear this like <laughs> noise, which is the Good. distinct sound of my cat eating plastic. Yeah. And so <laughs> it was behind the recliner that I was sitting in, just like mm-hmm. fucking inhaling plastic. And then he was like choking, gagging on it. And like good. I was in this stupid recliner and like I couldn't reach him. And I was like trying to like scruff him and like yank him up so I could like dig this out of his mouth. And I couldn't grab him. So I just stuck my finger in his throat and I felt it. And it was like stuck in the back of his throat. Ugh. And like I couldn't reach him. And then he bit me. And then <laughs> it was just like an entire ordeal. 
In the end of the entire experience, I finally got him, and he had swallowed it. So, he has <laughs> consumed <laughs> at least one piece of plastic today. Okay. And usually, like, he likes chewing, but he doesn't like swallowing, so it must have been small enough. But, like, I literally felt it in his throat. I, like, had it, and then he was like, <laughs> I'm gonna swallow. He was, like, gagging and biting me, and, like, uh He's like, can't you just let me die? So I can't wait to, like, dig that out of a fucking sandbox later. Out of a butt? Digging uh, for treasure. My big fat boy cat did something similar once. I heard this, like, weird, like, spitty yakking sound. And so I walk in, and he's sitting there, and he had stolen my bathing suit bottom. And it had these, like, tassel Ew. ties on the side. Yes. He had this, like, I don't know, 16-inch long tassel tie on the side. And he's sitting there, and he's just kind of, like, sitting upright, but, like, hunkered down. Like, he's just, like, getting ready for a big meal. He's just, ain't it. And he's sitting there, and he's just, like, a piece of fucking spaghetti. Just, like, ah, ah just gobbling the whole fucking thing up and he's taking it like an inch by inch and the whole time his eyes are all squinted he's drooling heavily just like i'm gonna get it down it was so nasty by the time i found him he had eaten like eight inches of this like fucking 16 inch thing so i was like what are you doing and so i run over and i like pulled it out of him and it was stuck because he had swallowed eight inches of this thing no. and so i'm just like gently pulling it out and i kept feeling it like contracting from his stomach i was like this is the worst oh and so by the time God. i got it out i'm looking at this spitty thing and i was like okay well no amount of washing will ever erase the sins that have happened here so no, this has been partially digested i guess i'll never go swimming again the wash doesn't get that out it doesn't no it doesn't get the stomach acid out that was great. Anywho, cats are wonderful. I love them. I love pets. Yay. Woohoo. Alrighty. So this week, I was all about The Lion King because I went and saw the new Lion King movie. Yeah, you saw it. I haven't seen Did it. I have virgin it? eyes and ears. Has anyone seen it? I don't know it? what it's about. I've never seen it. Oh. Okay. Well, you're I've never seen a any... rude awakening. <laughs> I've never seen any Lion King film. I don't have it like on DVD and like had it memorized as a child. Like I've never you don't have like a bunch of clothing with like no, memorabilia. or like literally a Simba pillow on my bed. Like as I, as I look over, <laughs> no. Yeah, that'd mm-hmm. be weird for someone who hasn't seen it. Right. Like, why would I even get that or it and have it sent to my home? I don't know. Well, crazy. In any case, um, just to prepare you. Oh my I... god! I'm literally. I look down and I'm wearing my scar leggings. I have blank pants on. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Uh, so just to prepare you, I did heavily weep twice, and I did cry an additional four times. Just so you know. Just so you can go into it prepared. Kay. But I think it was, like, mostly because that music is just, like, stunning. So and it was in a theatrical sentimental. setting. And the nostalgia factor, you know? Yeah, you're weeping for your dead, lost childhood. So, like, when Mufasa, spoiler alert, dies, mm-hmm. it's, like, my innocence, you know? Also died that day in 1994. <laughs> <laughs> when I became Scar, pretty much. <laughs> From age four onward, I've been this cynical old bitch. Yep. Anywho, uh, I went and saw it, and I was all about The Lion King. And Good. And so I wanted to do an episode about the animals in that, since we've already covered lions and hyenas. Yeah. RIP, you guys are the best. Uh, I wanted to cover some of the other ones. So we opened it up to our patrons, and they voted, and they decided they wanted to hear about the hornbill. <gasps> wow, there's only 7,500 species of that. Yeah, so we're going to talk about <laughs> all of them. So buckle up. I hope you brought breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Woo! you're going to be sitting here for a while. You're not allowed to go to the bathroom. No bathroom breaks. No potty breaks. I'm really, 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 really happy that my cats have chosen this particular moment 
to wrestle underneath the exact table that my laptop is sitting on. Like, where else? I don't live in a big home, but I live in a home <laughs> where there are lots of other things that aren't housing a laptop. Thank you, children. Anywho. Thank you. Uh, do you know what species Zazu is? Yeah, he is a, um... Don't look it up. No, I'm not. He's a, uh... Oh my god, like red bill or something? I can't think of it. Yeah, no, that's right. Oh, cool. Ha, he's a red bill. <laughs> nice dude, yeah, he's a red-billed hornbill. Cool. And I did some research on these guys, Dadoi, and they, um... They're are cute. They're really cute, yeah. They're a group of hornbills typically found in the woodlands and savannah of sub-Saharan Africa. Um, typically, people classify them into five different species. So let's get into their scientific classification. We're in Kingdom Animalia, Phylum Chordata, Class Aves, or Aves. That's what you say, right? I don't say Aves, no. What do you say? <laughs> I think I say Aves or Aves. I don't think oh. you say Aves. That sounds like, what's the car <laughs> rental? Take a fucking sip, Aves. That's Avis. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> we can't give them free airtime. They're not sponsoring us. Um, I'm going to cut that out. Anyways, <laughs> class Aves, order Bucerotiformes? Bucerotiformes? I don't cool. know. Cool. And then family Bucerotidae. Genus Tocus or Tocus? Cool. And then the species just depends on which one you're talking about. So, like I said, there are typically five species, although there is some argument over whether four of them are just a subspecies of the main one, which is five tocus. hornbills total or five kinds of red billed? Red bill hornbills. Oh, okay. I'm like, yeah. Mm? <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, no, no. There are like tons and tons of hornbills. Yeah. Um, but the species, the genus species is Tocus erythrus. Rorinkus. Sure. Mm. Yummy. That really rolls off the fucking tongue. Um, but anyways, that's it. It's a red-billed hornbill. So like I said, these guys are found in sub-Saharan Africa. And actually, I read something interesting that supposedly in The Lion King, where the scene where the elephants are like walking along, I think in the circle of life, that scene, okay. um, at some point you can see Mount Kilimanjaro. So okay. it suggests the Lion King takes place near Tanzania. Oh. I oh. didn't know that. I didn't know that either. But then again, who knows if that fact is true or not. Right. I mean, it also takes place in a, pl- in a like, different dimension where animals can talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're in an animated vacuum, so and that's that, also a um, thing. humans have it come in and just, like, poached half of the animals in the Lion King. Mm-hmm, so, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know what dimension that is, but sign me up. Oh, hell Yeah. So these birds are generally on the smaller side. They have They're tiny. A white, yeah. Okay. They have a white kind of underbelly and head. And then the top of them is kind of like striped speckled gray black. They have long tail. And then they, their bill, just like the name suggests, is a long curved red bill. Now, unique to red-billed hornbills according to – or compared to other hornbills is they don't have a cask. Do you know what that is? Yeah, the thing on top of their face. But, okay, so wait. Oh, his, okay, size, <laughs> his size. His <laughs> size. Like, he is so big in The Lion King. And they're very, very small. They made him a beast. I don't know if they changed it in the new one, but in the cartoon, he is, like, humongous, seemingly. He's not, he's not that big. He's, like, the size of Simba as a child. He's not the size of Simba. 
You don't think he's as tall as Simba? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm doubting everything I've ever said. I mean, I don't, I don't I just remember him being big and I like have them at my zoo now, Red Build, and mm-hmm. they I was like shocked cuz in my head you know, I knew that that was Zazu and I just figured it was going to be very big and then I saw it and it was very very small. Oh, okay. So maybe it's just me being bad and dumb. I don't know. Well, maybe yours is just small, though, right? Because it says on average they're between, like, 17 and 24 inches long. We have, like, 12 of them. Um, Are they all 17 small? and 24 is, that you said, like a foot? Yeah. Or I two feet? Like... Yeah. Um, it says they're between, like, 17 and 24 inches long or, like, 42 oh, long. centimeters. Yeah, long, not tall. But that includes yeah. the, like, bill and the tail. So, like, they're not huge. See, now I'm not, like, tiny. I know. Whenever I look up Zazu now, it's all the the new one. I don't know. I just thought he... They're very small. They're very small. That's all I'm supposed to say. They're smaller than a lot of other they're horn bills. They're very slender. They are. Although, I did work with a oh, horn bill. Oh, yeah. A lot smaller uh, than all the other ones. Oh, yeah. Other yes. horn bills are fucking massive. Yeah. I did work with a red-billed horn bill um, who was... He was pretty small, though. He was, like... I think his body was, like, the size of a beer can. Well, maybe it's just their beak, because their true beak, like you were just saying... Is yeah. quite small, and his is larger in the film because he. I think in the film he has a cask. He does not have a cask. Because the, the cask is that thing at the top of the bill, um, that sort of like sticks up over the top. So yeah, but there's in like the, the bill, and then there's like the second looking layer of the bill. But in the new one, he does have a cask. He does not. <laughs> I'm looking at his face. He's got the little indent. What? Hold on. Hold on, everyone. Hold on. <laughs> Need some investigative crazy? journalism. I mean, it's not humongous, but he has, like, a secondary bump on his bill that they don't have. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You see what I'm saying? I'm looking. So hard looking at pictures of him now. I mean, yeah. not that I tried before, but, like... Oh, yeah. He does have a little one, I guess. See what I'm saying, my mm. man? Well, that's kind of confusing. <laughs> anyways, 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 anyways. It's also a fictional place. But it's he doesn't, also... he doesn't ha- in the original. He doesn't in the original. His bill is smooth in the original. Okay, well, anyways. Anyways, anyways, it doesn't matter because this is all made up. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's, fine. So it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. But we'll um, talk about the real one. The real one, they don't have a cask. They do not. No, they don't. It's just that curved bill. It's just that curved red bill. And what is a cask? Because he never really explained it. Because I just oh, it's at that. It's that second. Like it's that double decker bill. Is kind of how it is. But what's it for? You know, there's like, uh, well, it doesn't matter because they don't have one. I was oh. going to talk about it. Okay, I think it's for <laughs> amplifying but it's vocalizations. For like, yeah, I was just, yep. I was just gonna say it's usually like um like more of like a spongy kind of texture in there. Like it's like has little like crevices and stuff so that it can act as like like a booming amplifying mechanism. Nice, good job. That's what it is. You got that. Anyways. Um, <laughs> trying to be engaged. I'm trying to engage with you. <laughs> I know. And I just don't want to talk to you. <laughs> um, so anywho, uh, there are some really cool things about these these little medium large size birds. No one knows. <laughs> no one knows how big they are. Um, They're a mystery. They, they are ground dwelling birds. So that's kind of unique. They can mm-hmm. fly, but they are ground dwelling. And in fact, the one that I worked with, that little one, can you guess what his name was? Zazu. It was Zazu, because they're all named Zazu. 
Um, or is there not? But he was so cute. He lived in this, like, lorikeet aviary, and he was yeah. the only non-lorikeet there, oh. um, which was bizarre. But he also didn't have toes. He just, like, didn't have feet. He just had his nose. Oh, that was dude. it. Dude, I, I was there. Yeah. Yeah, I that was, was at there. that place. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he didn't have feet. And lorikeets so aren't he... from Africa. Sorry? Lorikeet? I don't think they're from Africa. They're from Australia. Yeah, I know. This was so an it's Australian like a weird... area. It's a weird place for him to be without his feet. <laughs> it, it. <laughs> Boy, gonna need his feet if he's gonna go all the way to Australia. <laughs> Send him on the road without his feet. <laughs> Damn, um, dude. Yeah, I just don't think they had anywhere else for him to go. Because so he didn't have any one of those. feet. He didn't have any feet. <laughs> his, his boat, his boots too big for he got damn feet. <laughs> God, he doesn't have feet. He doesn't have feet. Anyways. Um, he was so cute. Those lorikeets were hell on earth. And oh, he was yeah. just, like, the best. Like, he would come down. He was so freaking smart. He would, like, see the keeper coming. So he would leave his little perch. And he did, like, totally fine without feet. He would just, like, land on the yeah. ground and, like, perch on his little, like, peg legs. You don't and need feet. No. Feet are overrated. So, anyways, he would come and, like, land on the ground. And he would sit there patiently and just, like, look up at you. Because he knew that we had crickets for him. And so he'd sit there patiently while you were just, like, frantically trying to feed all the lorikeets. And he'd look at you. And then every so often you just toss him a cricket and he would catch it in his beak and be like, nom, 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 nom. And it was the cutest freaking thing. And I, like, that was the best part about working with any animal Aww. ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, he was the cutest, though. And he just, like, did his own thing. And he, like, just loved his little crickets. And that was it. So that was really cool. But anyways, um, yeah, they are they are ground dwelling. So the majority of what they eat is an om- omnivorous diet. And so they're going to eat, like, fruits and insects and small animals. Um, but they tend to eat a lot of insects. Mm-hmm. And um, they're also going to nest in the ground, too. So nice. the majority of what they do is on the ground. Um, they get their name Hornbill. Ground business. Yeah. Um, they get their name Hornbill because their bill shape reminded some of the early settlers of cattle horns. So they thought that they looked like horns. So they called it a Hornbill. Oh. da da and listen to this. So that bill's really big, right? So it's going to be probably really large. heavy. Yeah? No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to lead you into a yes. <laughs> this is going very well. <laughs> um, so that bill's pretty big, right? It's big. Which probably means it's like How pretty heavy, yeah? How big is it? <laughs> exactly. Yes. Um, but no, How it's How heavy is it? It's pretty heavy for like their body size. Um, but they have a cool adaptation in which their first two vertebrae in their neck are fused so that they can more easily hold up their head with that big old bill. Dude, didn't we do something else that had that? I there don't was like remember another animal. I just remember something having fused vertebra for like its big thing. Have we well, done any animals that I... have big stuff? <laughs> I remember that I tried to talk about how giraffe have seven vertebrae, and you're like, <laughs> does it everything? And I was like, okay, well, you don't yeah, need to be an ass about it. Because you came in like, look at my cool fact, and it was a fact about everything. Like, okay, but giraffe, they breathe oxygen. Like, no shit. <laughs> Get out of here with your fake facts. It's anyway. not a fake fact, it's still a fact. Anyway, that's true. Um, <laughs> it still be it still be fact. You right. It still be fact. You right. You right. You right. Um. So, anyways, yeah, the red-billed hornbill, like we already mentioned, is one of the smaller ones. Um, the males and females do look similar, although the um females do has 
or do usually have a slightly smaller bill. Okay. Um, but other than that, they look pretty much identical. The bill Don't itself that- is an important adaptation that they have that they can use for digging. So they're going to dig through for, like, insects and other animals to eat and stuff like that. So it's really important in that regard, and its curved shape and kind of more pointed tip really aids in that so they can, like, kick up grass and brush and dirt and all that jazz. Nice. It works well. It's like a shovel. Um, oh my god. Okay, so my little kitten has decided to, ow, sit on my lap and then just bite me. She just bit my big toe. (laughs) Then get off my lap if you're going to be a big butt. Like, I, ah, the rules are simple. (laughs) The rules are simple. Anyways. Anyways. No toe biting. Um, so I already mentioned they live on the ground, but they can fly even though they have those short little wings. They just don't really do it unless they don't need to and in fact they really represented this pretty well in the live action live action quote unquote lion king um because right. they only had they they had him flying around but he was kind of doing like short hop bursts to kind of yeah. get around and then if he needed to flee that's when he was like flying everywhere so it looked pretty good um for the most part the males and females will congregate in pairs and they'll form pairs Aww. or small kind of family units that's adorable and, um but this is usually during times of, like, the wet season or, like, abundant food. During the dry season, sometimes they will congregate in flocks of, like, several hundred if they're, like, coming to a watering hole. Damn. Yeah. Uh, so this was interesting, too. Ground, uh, red-billed hornbills are generally territorial. They usually are pretty good at defending their territory against their own species, but they don't really seem to have an issue with other hornbill species. And so nice. a lot of... Different hornbill species will share overlapping territories, but if there's, like, another red build around, bitch better get out of here before I cut her. <laughs> oh, my God. No, time for that. All right, so then when it comes to... Oh, I don't know if I mentioned, by the way, they weigh less than a pound because birds are made of air and just Birds are made of evil. <laughs> feathers and feather dust and, and, like, at least two eyeballs. Sugar and spice and everything mean. And that's it. <laughs> and sometimes, no feet. And then they weigh and even less. <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't actually weigh anything. Those feet were where all the weight was going to. No, you put him um, on a scale and it goes into the negative. He takes a weight <laughs> away from, like, what he's on. You put him on a scale and a black hole opens and you all get sucked in. Ah, that's it. That's incredible. all it. Um, okay, so let's get into reproduction, right? So the yeah. females, when they reproduce Talk the males, Talk about those cloacas. Weigh. Excuse me? Cloacas. I love cloaca talk. That's the least surprising thing you've ever cloaca. said. Cloaca. <laughs> what, what a fun word, though. Like, if we have to talk about buttholes, vaginas, genitalia, penis, like, all of that has, like, a weird connotation, but a cloaca, that sounds like some kind of, like, bar mitzvah or something. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to everyone <laughs> in the Jewish community. <laughs> just sounds like a fun party word. I just remember that time that you wouldn't stop saying bunghole. And I'm just <laughs> glad that we've moved on from that. So like anything else is better. <laughs> that was my PC attempt. I tried. Yeah, well, you failed. I'm sorry Anywho. that you're offended by bungs. I don't want to hear you say bung ever again. <laughs> I would rather fall into the... <laughs> 
the hornbell weight black hole <laughs> than to hear you say that ever again okay let's do okay well then we'll stick with the cloaca all right yeah it does sound it is what fancy. about like club cloaca like i would go like, <laughs> i know you would i fucking know you would because you're the biggest weirdo i know club cloaca she's the first one in oh 21 and over only uh, um okay incredible so let's see so the females will lay between three to six eggs and she does so in the cavity or like like in this like shrubbery or whatever of like a tree right. cavity or like roots or whatever just anything on the ground she can find cool um so here's something interesting she will like a lot of other hornbills she will seal herself in the nest with her eggs and she will do so with kind of a cement-like mixture that she oh, makes of, yeah, like, mud pulp and, like, bird droppings and just shit that she finds and, like, mud and, like, everything. She'll just make this, like, big wall. Yes. When I looked this up on Wikipedia, it mentioned that she seals herself in. It said, quote, like a prison. <laughs> Whoa. Like, okay. All right. It's aggressive. Um, but, yeah, she seals herself in there. With you her know, baby. Just well, like a prison. Eggs. How they go in there with their babies. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's exactly like that. And then she'll cut a little, like, slit. It's, like, tiny opening. And this allows the male on the outside to transfer food to her while she's in there. And then later, when the eggs hatch and the chicks are there, then they can, like, use that slit to transfer food to the chicks as well. Wow. Um, what an amazing dedication. Because to me, that sounds like hell on earth. It really Lock does. me in a chamber that I can't get out of with kids. Yeah. Of my I'm own sorry. choosing? I'm sorry. Sorry, but that sounds like absolute torture. I would rather go to a real prison than my weird <laughs> anecdotal similar prison. bird prison that you've made. <laughs> yeah. As opposed to this no. motherhood of which I have chosen. No. Um, yeah. Miss me with that shit. Thank you. No. Um, but anyways, a lot of times too, I read that the females will molt while they're in there. So oh, they just, sick. Like, Two birds with one stone. They let it all hang out. <laughs> yeah. They've just got that slit to worry about. No one's looking in. Um, but anyways, yeah, the male will just, like, feed her through that. And the first thing I thought of when I heard this was, you know that um, that picture that it's, like, my girlfriend had a long day and I brought her McDonald's and it's just, like, this, like, lump under a comforter and there's just, like, <gasps> hand coming out and she's yes. just, like, eating McDonald's eating fries. fries. Yes. That's the first thing I thought of. I was like, that's her. Take a fucking fry, babe. Um, so anyways, that's, that's what they do. And they do that throughout the time it takes to incubate, which is between 23 to 25 days. And then, like, I'm sure the, I'm sure the male has, like, some instinctual, like, know, know know-all that that's what's happening. But, like, imagine he just didn't. And, like, you just, like, bang this bitch, and she, like, locks herself in her room and, like, forces you to feed her stuff. And then when she comes out, there's more of her. And also, she looks banging because she molted, and she's, like, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I've, it's probably exactly like what happened when, like, Jesus came out of that vault. Didn't he come yeah. out of, like, a vault at one point, like, a couple days later? What if he was molting in there, and that's why he had to go back in? Oh, talk about a glow up. And then he molted, and he came, did he come out with kids? You know what, though? That's probably the worst thing she could have done for that male bird, because that was probably, like, the biggest bump to his ego he could possibly ever have. <laughs> He's like, oh, shit! She looks fine! <laughs> look what I did! Yes. He's like, look at what my cloaca did to that girl. She looks mm, dope. Mm, mm. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, she does build a literal wall between them. <laughs> so. Yeah. 
So, uh, but anyways, um, when the chicks are, once they hatch and they reach around 20 days old, the female will bust through that wall. Cool. And then she'll rebuild it to make the nesting area bigger. What's the, the babies are growing up. What's the Kool-Aid man say? Hey, um, you got, no. <laughs> he does not say, hey, you got. <laughs> hey, you, you got. <laughs> You're so fucking Kool-Aid. <laughs> What does he that say? comes busting through the door. Oh, yeah. Oh, you go. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What is that? Much. That's probably what she says when she comes out. <laughs> probably. Or maybe she says, hey, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but um, she rebuilds it to expand the nesting area. Cool. And then at that point, both of the parents are feeding the chicks. And so it becomes nice. a lot more Dream symbiotic. Team. Uh, and then... From there on out, the um, once the once the chicks actually leave the nesting area, they can pretty much just fly, and they never really go back to the nest. But they do kind of hang around their parents for about six months. Nice. So like they're like too big for the nursery, but like don't want to go to school yet. Right. Like it's a um, big scary world out there. It is. And then on average, red-billed hornbills live around fifteen years. Wow, that's a, so a lot's gonna a, happen real quick. Man, birds just like they're about it, man. All these like yeah. rodents and shit, like they drop dead in like three years. Birds are like, okay, uh, bye, I'll eat, I guess I'll eat your mom and your grandchildren and your great grandchildren, and I'll still be yeah, around. Right? <laughs> that ancient wizened hornbill like knows what's up. <laughs> um, so anywho, that's the that's kind of the gist of it. Um, obviously, famous hornbill in movie. Uh, Zazu is a big one. Zazu's the one. Um, Zazu. I feel like Zazu also, when The Lion King came out, it was one of those first ones where it really made a point about, like, delineating between a toucan and a hornbill, mm. right? Yeah. Because I, I don't really know of anyone at this point. Again, most of us are adults that I grew up with. <laughs> but I don't really think anyone is out there calling Zazu a toucan. No. That's, like, over well, the age of... Yeah our age <laughs> yeah do they call them a hornbill like in the movie sorry do, like in the movie are they like i'm a hornbill like does he say that or does somebody say that about him or uh do you know i can't remember i don't remember off the top of my head i don't i don't know if they do in the old one i'm pretty sure they do in the new one oh, okay because there was like a moment where someone was like oh look a puffin and it, he was like no i'm a hornbill i'm pretty sure that's what he said I don't know. I'll call up John John Oliver and ask him what he said. Yeah, um, just real quick. But anyways, yeah, he's like super duper famous for that. And um, here's something. So I was <laughs> okay. looking this up and there's a line apparently. Well, okay, so Zazu's official title in The Lion King is, hold on, let me pull it up. Da-da-da. Okay. He is an uptight, red-billed hornbill that served as King Mufasa's major domo. Yeah. Do you know what that is? No. Okay, I didn't either, and they kind of just passed it off as if any everyone knows what that is. Um, and apparently he says that in the original movie. He does. I remember him, yes, because I... I just guess I just oh, never understood, wow. so I thought it was, like, gibberish. But a major domo is um, the chief steward of a large household. Well, I thought he was saying, like, I'm a major domo like i'm a big domo that's what as a child i didn't realize that was like one word yeah 
I don't think any child knows inherently what major domo is, but um, <laughs> I don't think any adult knows what a fucking major domo is. No, no. What a like weird, obscure word that I've never heard of, and it seems like it's like really like old timey. Um, but yeah, that's his official title, and uh, supposedly he's the unofficial caregiver of Simba, which I thought he was more of like like a royal kind of subject and a, like advisor. Yes. But that's I guess that's kind of what he is. I didn't really ever think of him as, like, Simba's caretaker. I thought of him more as, like, no. an advisor. And, then like, in the new one, too, he's, like, more of an advisory role. Like he kind of he like, says, I, madame, am the king's majordomo. That's what he says. He says that to yeah. the penis. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, he does babysit them because, like, he tries to get them to, like, not go to right. the elephant graveyard and all that shit. Right. So there is, like, some caregiving, but I never saw him, like making him like nurse a teat or anything like he can only All do right, so much young Simba. he's a Time fucking to suckle bird <laughs> i mean i get that he talks but he doesn't have teats he didn't he got no teats um yeah so anyways i like i was looking that up and i was like sorry the fuck am i supposed to just inherently know what this is does anyone no wow Anywho. um so all things considered uh what do you think the conservation situation is for the red-billed hornbill? I think all hornbills are dying. <laughs> oh, no. um, I think okay. there's some that are worse off. So I'm going to say that the red-bills are doing okay. Maybe like near-threatened. Okay, yeah, you're close. They're actually least concerned. Dang, that was my... Dang it, dang it. Dang yeah, it. which is kind of surprising, right? Um, I think the fact that they are, like, small enough to kind of yes. fly under the radar, yes. quite literally, and also have wings to fly above the radar. <laughs> yes. Away, like, is, like, a really good sweet spot for them. Um, but they are ground-dwelling birds, and so, you know, like we talked about, they make their nests in, like, tree cavities and, like, hollows of stuff, and the majority of their diet is found on the ground, and they, like, dig through the dirt to eat it. So yeah. as the issues on, like, land get worse and worse, it also affects them. Not only that, but, like, the insects and small animals that they eat tend to bring them closer to human populations. And so, typically, since these types of things are considered pests, um, as those are wiped out as they're around humans, their diet is also decreasing because they don't really have anything to eat at that point. Right. Um, But, yeah, for the most part, their population trend, according to IUCN, is stable. Cool. And they're considered least concerned, which is pretty good. So, yeah. Um, again, they do kind of have more of a broad habitat. They're really not too picky as far as where they live in that sub-Saharan area. And they also live a little bit farther in South Africa. Um, but yeah, they're they're doing okay. Nice. Could be worse. Could be way worse. Could be um, so much worse. I think some of the other hornbills are just like straight up dying. But, but there's also that classic uh, predator-prey kind of relationship that they have with like that one ousted uncle lion who feels right. like he should have had the throne. So, like, that's also, right. like, a big threat, too. And, like, the hy- hyenas generally are, like, a pretty big predator. So. Bummer. Bummer. Um, can I tell you the fun fact I know about red-billed hornbill? Well. Hell yeah. I guess it's red-bill. I think it's red-bill and yellow-bill. Hell um, Yes. They have a mutualistic relationship with mongoose. Oh, do they? Yeah. That's cool. How does that work? So I think they just both like hang out and like will eat and like forage near each other. And then they both like look out for predators with each other. Oh, hell yeah. 
Um, and then there's like a super famous video of like a mongoose pup, like running up to a hornbill and like playing dead in front of it. And it's probably like the cutest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It's like one of my oh. most favorite videos yeah. on the whole internet. Um, but yeah, you can, if you just Google like mongoose playing dead, you'll see uh-huh. it's a yellow bill, which look exactly like red bills, only they have a yellow bill. And these mongoose pups are playing and then they just like <laughs> run up to this hornbill and like lay on their back. And the hornbill like looks so alarmed. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's like, I'm sorry. Uh, can I help you with something? And then he's just like eating bugs and the horn- and the mongoose are just being insane. Aww. Yeah, they're just like buddies. That's cute. Yeah. Um, well, I like that. They're just like the bros. Just good bros. They're just like good good bird bros. Mhm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm watching uh, the video right now because it's the cutest thing. Um, says, so I'm going to hit you with a quick TLDL here. Oh, uh, I was just going to say this video says that when the mongoose, when they get on their back like that, they're not really playing dead. They're just inviting other mongoose to, like, wrestle and play. So, like, they literally were, like, going over to that hornbill and being like, play with me. Play with me. I'm a baby. Play with me. No, they're cute. It's so cute. That's a interesting animal relationship. You don't see that too often. Right? Animals like, love each other. They're, they're about to start bottle feeding each other. Watch out. Watch out for my major domo and his teats. <laughs> it's coming at you with them teats. But yeah, um, maybe with the teal deal. So red-billed hornbills are hornbills that are native to the uh, sub-Saharan Africa and the woodlands and savannas. They generally stand like definitely less than a foot tall and about mm, one to two feet long. They have a very characteristic long curved red beak. Um, and it's a hornbill named after the horns that cattle have and then the shape of their bill so they got their name from that the bill is very very important because they use it to dig through the ground because they eat insects and small animals and fruit and so they use that to really like gather all their food and they're a generally ground dwelling bird so not only are they foraging on the ground but they're also building their nests on the ground the females have a very interesting way of um, building their nests in that once they have their or once they are getting ready to lay their eggs, they will build a wall around themselves in like a tree hollow or other small area, and they use like food pulp and like mud and feces and all this stuff to like build this actual solid wall over them and their chicks or and their eggs, and they'll cut this like tiny little slit in it during which or through the which the males can feed them from the outside. So they're in there, they're molting, they're getting fed, their chicks, their their eggs are hatching, and they have their little chicks in there. And, yeah, they basically just, like, wall themselves up in there. And then once the chicks are big enough, the female will, like, bust through the wall and, like, build a bigger area and build another wall around it and just kind of keep expanding until their chicks are done being in their nest. Um, So it's a really interesting, unique way of, like, incubating their eggs. They, um, generally the red-billed hornbill is a territorial animal with their own species. They really don't care about other hornbill species, and they can peacefully coexist with overlapping territories, but if they come across another red-billed hornbill, the shit's gonna go down. It's like they're the gonna... Jets and the sharks, man. In a brawl. They got a fucking brawl. Um, and then, because their bill itself is so big, it's also heavy for their body size, because they themselves weigh less than a pound, and so to support that, the two uh, first vertebrae in their neck are fused so that they can have a better means of supporting that heavy bill. Um, I think that's about it. They're doing okay. They're least concerned. They're really not doing too bad. Um, there was crazy noise. 
Yeah, is that a UFO? Apparently it's a red-billed hornbill. <laughs> no! <laughs> um, but yeah, they're, they're pretty much doing okay. Um, they do face a few threats in that, like, as all habitat loss is decreasing, theirs is also decreasing. Um, but the presence of, like, animals that spread, um, like, pollinators and stuff, and, like, the presence of feces that they use to make their the walls of their nest and um, their pro- uh, proximity to humans and, like, humans potentially killing off the food that they eat. Like, all those things really affect their ecosystem and their livelihood. And so, generally, the red-billed hornbill, um, if you want to have a healthy ecosystem, it's a good idea to have hornbills there because they're a good indicator of a lot of different things. A lot they're of, like, cute! Yeah, a lot of, like, health um, issues of the ecosystem, so... Pretty cool. That's pretty much it. Um, the most famous one out there is Zazu from Lion King. He was the, I don't know, King Mufasa's major domo, as if anyone knows what that means. Sure. Um, which is basically just the steward of the household. So he's basically his advisor and, like, I don't know, homie. Bitch. Also bitch. And he's Mufasa's bitch. That's pretty much it. Yay. Yay. I didn't Red really look up cute. to see... They are really cute. Um, I didn't really look up to see if there are any others that were famous, because, like, no one's going to beat out Zazu, so. Oh my god, there's a flying, also, crazy spider creature that just flew into here. Ew, I have to kill this. <laughs> okay, great. I love all things except this. <laughs> except this. <laughs> oh god. It had so many legs, and it flew, like, directly at my face and landed on the wall. <laughs> I have no idea what that was. <laughs> oh, my cats are fucking worthless. Look at you. You did nothing. You ate plastic today, you shit. Someone anyway. just um someone just like sent a hex your way. Oh my <laughs> god, it came out of nowhere. I didn't even leave my house today. Okay. Well, so like on how did note, it get in? How in? How in? How did it get in? Um, but anyways, if you guys at your local zoo have a red-billed hornbill, uh, I'm gonna put Buddy on it and guess its name is Zazu. Well, we have like 12, so do. all of ours aren't Zazu. I don't know if we have any, actually. Really? Well, yours is the one different one, then. But That's where know. all the non-Zazus go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know their names. We have so many. Mm. Odds are pretty good, though. Yeah. Cool. You okay, did it. well... Flora needs to go die because that thing is probably going to eat her. So maybe just like send your thoughts and prayers and rest in fucking peace, babe. A moth. A moth is here. Where? <laughs> is there a window open? That's what, what I'm fucking saying. Fuck? As we're literally listening to the decline. A moth. Of Bye. I'm going to start digging your grave. A moth. <laughs> I'm so alarmed. Stop. Why are they here? Why are they near my face? Okay, I have to... Okay, uh, thanks for joining us this week. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever social media we you have. We also have it. Um, so follow us on there. And <laughs> We're um, everywhere. You can also email us at keeperchat at gmail.com. If you are interested in hearing more content, we do have bonus episodes that are on our Patreon. So if you go to patreon.com slash keeperchat, you can find us there. It's $5 a month, once a month, every month, and you'll get access to all the previous bonus content plus any future bonus content. You get to help vote in um, what we are making the episodes about. Like this episode was voted on by our patrons. You also get access now to a Discord. We made a Discord, private Discord for our patrons. We're sharing memes. We're talking to each other about like what video games we're playing, what our pets look like, just cute fun things. Um, and that's going to just be like a new meme town for all of them to hang out in. Um, yeah. 
Thanks. Did, if you, did you already... I was just going to say, do you mention our reviews? No. If you rate us and review us on iTunes, we would love that. We'd appreciate it. And for every review we receive, we donate $5 to a different conservation organization. So last year, last month, um, actually the past two months, we collected all the funds and we donated, well, tried to donate, well, whatever I'm just going to say, we donated to Volpro mm-hmm. um, during one of their largest vulture poisonings in recorded history. And then uh, this month, we're going to donate to CCF, which is the Cheetah Conservation Foundation. Um, because they have, like, what, like, 29 abandoned cheetah cubs that they're rearing right now? Like, uh, what's that called where they, like, save them from the pet trade? Anyways, they were, they, like, found them trying to be, like, smuggled out of the country, so. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, so there's a place that we've donated to in the past. We usually ask the patrons, um, but if something horrific happens like this, then we kind of make an executive decision. Obviously, Nobody's complaining because going to conservation. So anyways, uh, yes, please read us and review us on iTunes. If you want us some proof, you can. Otherwise, um, it takes iTunes sometimes a long time for them to load because it's actually a piece of actual shit. Um, Uh-oh, call out. And I wish it had a competitor because then I would burn it to the ground. Okay, thanks for hanging out with us. Again, (laughs) tell your friends, tell your enemies, make your mom listen. We love you. Tell, Tell your grandma's enemies. Tell your grandma's enemies to listen to our podcast. They'll immediately die because it's terrible. Bye. Smell you later. (laughs)